Hello. Again with the sniffing. Oh my god! The Adderall. It's all the Adderall, right? Or the Sudafed in the UK. I, I would love to get some of that. Uh, no. Yeah, no, I'm a little snotsy. There's a lot going on. Um, and I had to wait for the turlet to finish uh, flushing. Because mm. I'm a pro. Mm-hmm. You ever hear the, the description of when people are talking about cold symptoms or maybe a doctor is asking you about it or you're reading a label where they, they talk about a productive cough? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are your sniffles are your sniffles productive? Not as much as I'd like. It's like it sounds so good. It's you know, it's it used to be your old gig, right? Productivity, but like yeah. what you're producing is terrible green things, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what they mean. Yeah, by, yeah. By productive. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it means. It's kind of gross to talk about, but yeah, I think um, you know, but if you can't breathe, you would you'd kill for that. I'd love to produce. You think you want to produce? I want to be a top producer, yeah. That's it. that was exactly what that movie was about. What are you talking about? The producers, they made a terrible, vile, <laughs> like, on purpose. I fell in my keys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty gross. I gotta be careful. I, I've, had a, I've had a headache. Uh, I didn't eat until dinner. I made chicken marsala tonight, and it was really good. But I hadn't mm-hmm. eaten all day. It got away from me, and then I had this wanging headache. And, uh, you know, everybody was busy playing with the dragon. So we were kind of late to eat. I'm a little rushed. The dragon's an attractive nuisance, John. Mm-hmm. I see mm-hmm. here you've added that. You've added that to the list as a minai topic. It's, I don't know how many air quotes I can do over here. Playing with the dragon. Oh, There's a lot of finger curling going on. You, you are my worst friend. Wait, no, how you have to a best play- friend. You're my worst friend. Playing with <sighs> the guess, the can stand on its own dragon. He's adorable. What are you talking about? <laughs> You had all show where you talked about it. I don't want to spend too much time. I know, I don't will, either. I don't will. either. You're the one who put it on the list. You do no, that. We have to, we have to, it has to be acknowledged. No, what has to happen is you hang me out to dry for, for being in another impossible situation that I have inexplicably, I've comported myself like a gentleman. I've extricated myself from an impossible situation. And what do I get from you? I, I get I get a bunch of hassle and air quotes. You know, I, you're t- apparently you're, t- you're going to tell me what you get from me. I don't even have to give it. You're just going to tell me what I'm supposed to do. I know what you're going to do. You're going to let me. You're going to let me hang myself. Let me talk a little bit about how you I lo- did that in your other show. Oh my! I didn't. I wasn't even there. It was hey, a different how are you doing? John. You good? What'd you have for dinner tonight? Get your John straight. Now, what did I have? Get your John. I had leftovers. <laughs> leftovers. Yeah, because I'm. It's just another solo parent. Oh no! Right, 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 right. So, okay, ask um, away. Ask know. me. Ask me or tell me anything. What is it? We'll, we'll keep it short. We're not after that yet. Let's go on oh, over here. My. Oh, okay. Let's ha- let's have some decorum. Let's let's have some order here. Yeah, regular order. Item the it. first. Um, last week uh, we continued the discussion of my costly new chair, and uh, you were re dash selling me on the idea of taking the arms off, and I, I was game. So uh, I brought my, what do you call it, torque wrench? Brought the torque wrench to work, uh, all good to go. Did some Googling. My question to you is, do you know, is it possible, and I also sent you a PDF, which it looks like your cursor is on, uh, is it possible to get into the guts of the chair without the specialized bespoke steel case tools, or should I be able to do that, fake it with something else? And As does that question I, make sense? Do I need to explain what I'm talking about? No, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I thought I had uh, mentioned it last week. You should be able to take those arms off without any weird special tools. All you need is your T30 Torx wrench, which sounds like you've got. Yep. 
and you just need your fingers and some patience. So the procedure is, uh, you know, the seat slides backwards and forwards. Yeah. Well, there's these little plastic latches. If you slide it forwards, the little plastic things keep it from sliding all the way off. But if you bend the little plastic things, you can slide that seat all the way just straight off the, you know, like imagine it just keeps going forward, right? So that's right. how you get the seat off. Once you've done that. So I'm like, I'm going to like free it of its yep. plastic confines. It's on tracks. It. Okay. It's on tracks. It's, it okay. goes forward. And then there's these little plastic, two little plastic things that keep it from going all the way forward. You just bend those in and you pull forward and it slides right out. So then you got the seat and you can just put that someplace else, right? Now you, what you're looking at is uh, a little plastic shroud thing that's covering up those uh, torx trenches that you want. So you just got to get rid of that little plastic shroud thing. And then there are hmm. the, uh, the, the little screws to unscrew the arms. Okay. You undo those, you take the arms out, you put the plastic thing back, you slide the chair back on, snap, snap, you're done. Okay. I think between the PDF and this recording, I should be able to manage it. But I'm game. I'm game to try. I, I love that vision of sliding in. Oof, love it. Yeah, I'm totally. Yeah, in. It's if you have run into any problems, just send me some pictures. It'll it'll probably all come back to me because I was worried too because this chair like it was all about the weird arms and everything. I'm like, oh, these are going to be a pain to get out. I didn't see any obvious way to do it, but slide the chair off, take the piece of plastic out, unscrew plastic back on, seat back on. You'll be all set. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. Well, um, uh, uh your your flying monkeys were out in force uh, to talk about how much they love this concept. People seem to really like the arms off uh, once they do it, which is really cool. I meant to mention uh, William Riker on the past program, but I'm glad some. Uh, so is other that the captain with the beard? Yeah, he's, he uh, he gets into chairs in strange ways, and once you have no arms, many of those ways will be open. To I you. thought I was making a joke. Did I get it right? I got it in one. You talk about Star Trek boy. You never seen the Riker chair sitting thing? Um, I know. I will know. I mean, like when I think of chair sitting, I think of um, not Kendall. But uh, Roman, I think of Roman and his sitting problems. Yeah, you got to look up the uh, the Riker chair sitting. Uh, it's, it's not a. I think I think my kid might be sweet on Mr. Spock. It only happened in the last couple of days, but I think she might have a little crush on Mr. Spock. Oh, what, your daughter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, well, I mean nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you're sure, gonna, I guess. Wait, wait, wait. Which Spock? Leonard Nimoy. All right, I was just making sure, like, because it was like Zachary Quinto is all hunky and everything. Well, that would make much I, more sense than Leonard Nimoy. Who's, we returned to, yeah. um, we returned to that first movie. Gotta say, I mean, too many lens flares, sure, but good job, JJ. Man, what a good looking movie! And we were watching that because uh, I, uh, I like that scene at the beginning, and it always makes me cry with Thor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always makes me cry, and um, boy, I think it's well done. And uh, yeah, I wanted to see Kobayashi Maru. I wanted to talk to her about Kobayashi Maru, so we watched that. Then we ended up going back, we watched The Menagerie, which contains that, you know, uh, Captain Pike in, in the little wheelchair with the lights. Mm-hmm. An image that separately, thousands of miles apart, haunted my wife and I independently in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking creepy. about? Yeah, no, I, I certainly do. And it's so wild how they're able to, I went and read and like, you know this, I'm sure, but like how they were able to do the flashbacks because we're watching it and going like, wait a minute, how did they get that on? What? What? And it's like, because it's from the unused pilot, right? That's how they got the scenes that became the flashbacks. You're talking about from Discovery? No, in the Menagerie, part one and two. Where Spock... Uh, oh, no, in TOS still? Yeah. TOS, yeah. I don't want to, no spoilers, but have you seen uh, Star Trek Discovery? No, no, no. It is uneven, but there are some good bits towards the in the, in the second season that you will enjoy. Hmm. Okay. What was it that really surprised? Oh, you know, I'll tell you what surprised me the other day was uh, we wanted to watch some TOS, and uh, as I do, I was looking for good Spock episodes, and um, that's one that came up. 
And I was like, ah, there's like a probably near zero chance this is actually still on Hulu. Because I'm guessing that the, I was going to say the Borg, but I was going to guess that the CBS All Access app had like slurped up all the Star Star Trek. But no, it's still on there. And it's the new, uh, the new fancy redone version with the better effects. And it's still on Hulu. How about that? TOS talking about. Did your Apple TV find it? Speaking of the next item here. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> Apple TV app. Um, mobile yeah. device management can thank confirm. You, thank you to you and thank you to our listeners uh, who uh, I'm going to try and join the No Arm Club. Uh, so thank you to that. Leonard Nimoy, Kobayashi Maru. Uh, Kobayashi pop, Maru, pop, 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 hmm. Here we are. I'm, I'm closing. Apple I'm TV, closing TV app. You always I know. I was, I, was, I was doing the stack popping for oh, you. Oh, And you used to say that I never closed my parentheses and I'm trying to do that. Is that Swift? That's what I used to say. Mm-hmm. You did used to say that. Back before we were like, yeah, before you were my worst friend. When mm-hmm. I used to admire you. Oh, mm-hmm. I saw the R's, um, uh, an R's review popped up in my, uh, my feed this week and maybe miss your OS ten reviews. It popped up in your feed? I retweeted it. Is that why you saw it? No, I don't use Twitter. I was <laughs> on, um, yeah, right. I was on probably Google News and saw it. Yeah. Anyway, that was a good job you did. No wonder you got so many mm-hmm. flying monkeys. Mm-hmm. Widely mm-hmm. credited with doing a good job on that. Mm-hmm. Too good. To, uh, we are on to. I'm clicking. I'm going to close this PDF. Boy, you know, did you, are you a person who enjoys technical illustrations, exploded drawings? Only if they're good. I'm sick of bad ones. I think these are pretty good. Aren't these steelcase ones are pretty good. They are. Here's the the problem. I'm looking at steelcase ones here. I I think they suffer from the same problem that I find myself in whenever I need one of these drawings. There's lots of them online. They come in the form of PDFs that mm-hmm. contain bitmaps, which are clearly terrible scans of paper versions. Interesting. I wish they were actual vector drawings, like in the modern, you know, the modern, like you buy a brand new appliance mm-hmm. and there's a parts diagram for how it comes apart. And the only way you could find that parts diagram is online in a low resolution scan yeah. of a piece of paper. Yeah, it's, it's crazy frustrating. Like you made this in 2019. It was once a vector drawing. Clearly, someone's not drawing this with a pencil. Mm-hmm. Just give us the vector. Give the vector. But also, um, my hot take on this: if I had to, and this this kind of takes me back to the days of uh, having and servicing a VW vehicle. Um, there was this uh, famous cartoon version of how to fix your VW. This really cool book. Uh, there was like a, but it, the the thing was, you you go out and buy a Chilton manual, and a Chilton manual was, you know, I don't know if it's the gold standard, but it was the way to like find out how to fix your car with the muddiest, low contrast photographs. Of the, of the repair area that you've ever seen. The VW book was, a, was beyond drawings. It was cartoons, but they were done with such care and precision, and they did something that, that well, that's being done poorly here. And I'll tell you what it is, in my opinion. You tell me, you're the engineer. I look at these wonderful, so we're, we're looking here at the Steelcase uh, PDF for how to take your arms off your chair. And it's beautiful. Uh, lower resolution than uh, John would like. I take it back. It's, it is actually higher resolution than I thought because I zoomed in all the way. It, was, it looked muddy in the, the browser thing, but I did zoom in. Okay, normally this would sound like a dumb criticism. This is too designery. They do the same... What's the word I never remember, John? When you're looking at Sims, when you're at the angle, uh, orthogonal? Isometric. Isometric. They do the same. They hue to the same, almost 100% to the same perfect isometric not isometric you know what i mean like side view of no you mean isometric it's it's where where you can see the top one side and two sides with no perspective which they follow in a way that makes it beautiful from like a design 
aesthetic standpoint, but like there are times when no, you need to zoom way in and show me from a different angle what it is that I'm dealing with here. And they only in a few instances break from that. But mostly I think it's a design and as you would say, fashion decision to show them all from this isometric POV that is, you would have to zoom so far in to see what's going on and it's still not that useful. Be like the VW guy, you know, I'm just saying, make a cartoon, make it so that you show me exactly this one area that I'm dealing with here instead of, I don't need to see the whole chair in every image. This is so weird. Yeah, I mean, they should take some, they need more pictures, obviously. They're just trying to save money by having more pictures. They could take lessons from the modern equivalent is Lego instructions, right? You mm-hmm. show just the part you're interested in from the angle that is most uh, informative, that tells you what you need to know. And yeah, lots of these things, especially the really bad ones where they have like dotted lines with the screws coming from like, nebraska it's like are Mm -hmm. you kidding me i gotta follow this line trace it like this little dotted you know jeffy line and family circus to find out where the hell this screw goes yeah and then i gotta figure out number 10 i'm gonna have to really be thinking about like doing this missile command thing of where how my screws are gonna end up you'll be be fine for your stuff you just slide slide the chair off and this this screws right in front of you you don't need i i didn't look up anything to do this i I, I did not come here to bitch i merely wanted to say that i love an exploded drawing i find it i find them intoxicating yeah when they're good they're great um, more follow-up. John Syracuse. Um, last time we talked, uh, I don't know if you remember this, John. I don't, it hasn't come up that often, but sometimes we find ourselves discussing Apple TV mm-hmm. in ways, how does one say, ways in which we wonder if the Apple TV could be better at certain things. Yeah. And we talk about mobile device management a lot. I read the sentence like 15 times before I figured out what the hell you were you talking about. talking about the Apple TV TV app? Yeah. Apple TV TV app, I'm yeah. with you. Next mm-hmm. sentence. MDM can confirm the Siri TV results feel really weird. I'm like, what the hell does mobile device management have to do with any of this? Is it some kind of MDM thing to control your Apple TV where you can use it like an enterprise? You thought it was an MDM as in like a profile for device management. Yeah, yeah that's right. Wow. Okay. I, I, fig- I figured it out. You know how I figured it out? How'd you figure it out? Cause, cause because you've known rec- me for years? Because recently yeah. you had occasion to give me your address. I and did. when you gave it to me with, I'm assuming a text expander shortcut or something like that. Yes. It included your middle initial and the address as if it wouldn't get to you if I had merely addressed it to Merlin Mann. Oh, uh, I get a beep, boop, beep, boop. Total recall. You remember I got a D in there. I'm throwing the D. Yeah. I mean, okay. yeah. I mean, I know it's in there, but like sure. I, usually you don't use it. I don't utilize being it. No. Silly, but, but whatever text expander macro you have with your address, mm-hmm. my address has your middle initial in now. Is it, is it text expander? Yeah. My address, one word. Yeah. Now, Dr. Dragon's going to tell you you should be using a semicolon, but I don't roll like that. So that's how it doesn't go to the Merlin F man who lives next door to you. You okay. make sure all right, all right, all right, all right. D man. I feel like it's not an essential part of your address, and I don't understand why it's in all caps. But anyway. I figured it out eventually. How much do you Continue. know about the USPS system, John? How much, maybe how much I don't do you know? know? Am, much, I, am John, I wrong? John, 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 before you do get another one of your drive-bys here, how mm-hmm. much do you know about the way you address a letter? How much do you know about that? I'm guessing not a lot. I mean, I think I know mm-hmm. how it works. And okay. I think the part that you put on top is like the last resort for figuring All out where something caps goes. caps is right? Standard. Standard. Standard? Well, standard, I'm not putting John. it in an OCR font. Textbook. You think it's all caps? What is, what is the, why is it standard? What's standard Well, I can tell it? when I got you back on your heels. I'm just bobbing and weaving. I'm all mm-hmm. over the place. You can't follow me. So last week we talked about Apple TV and... Um, <laughs> You're just going to leave it as standard? You're just going to say standard to move on? Textbook. So what I said... <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works. Textbook at all. 
I thought standard was a really slanty uh, old person handwriting in cursive that nobody can read except for apparently the Postal Service. I tried to bring back, so I tried to find a middle ground uh, at, a, at a time when I cared a lot about design. I tried to bring back a satisfactory middle ground in, let's say, 2002 or so, which is I, I decided that I would use uh, the full correct zip code, but I was trying to bring, bring back old-timey uh, abbreviations for states, and it never took. I was the only one who did it. Hmm. Calif is so do, much cooler than your phone CA. number by describing the exchange as a <gasps> word instead of... Have you of, been to that website? Well, there's one for San Francisco. I don't know if they have one you know, where you live, but you can find out. Uh, they'll show you all the old exchanges. Oh, it's so cool. I yeah, but that's probably a little bit too cute. I think I might have done that on a business card in the 90s, to tell you the truth. That's, that's just exactly the kind of thing I would do. All right. And so uh, you don't have an explanation for the D? <laughs> ringtone mm-hmm. d uh it's it's my name don't wear it out all right uh why no period after the d because i yeah, i've already been through menopause this episode of reconcilable differences is brought to you in part by eero you can learn more about eero right now by visiting Eero.com slash diffs. Listen, Eero is a game changer because it means actually being able to access the internet from anywhere in your house. It's always that one room with unreliable Wi-Fi. Nothing more irritating than trying to catch you some YouTube and having to deal with buffering. Boo buffering, nobody likes that. You get Eero. Eero blankets your whole home with fast, reliable Wi-Fi, eliminating poor coverage, dead spots, and buffering. And that means uh, you'll have consistently strong signal wherever you need it. They have an all-new Eero starting at just $99. It sets up in minutes. And you plug it straight into your modem or your router box. Uh, you can manipulate that with a super simple app, an app that is so fun to use. It's probably my favorite app, honestly. This is me, Merlin Mann, talking. Probably my favorite app that I use for dealing with hardware. It's just a joy to use. Uh, you can get alerts when people join the network. You can name your devices, and I, I give them emoji, you know, because uh, I'm, I'm broken inside. Uh, it's just the best. No more dead spots. No more buffering. Get your Wi-Fi fixed as soon as tomorrow. You go to eero.com slash diffs and enter the offer code diffs at checkout. That's D-I-F-F-S for you overnight shipping. Nothing wrong with that. That's E-E-R-O.com slash diffs. Offer code diffs at checkout. You're going to get that Eero delivered with free overnight shipping. Please go and check them out, eero.com. Our thanks to Eero for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. Last week, we talked about Apple TV, and uh, one of the things I mentioned was I suggested this as potential homework to John. Uh, I had mentioned that um, I think uh, up until 13 TV, oh, I know, what's it called? TVOS, whatever the latest TVOS is, with the bonkers new version of the TV app for TV, Apple TV. Um, I think uh, it's been a little bit of a secret weapon, what you could do with Siri on um Apple TV, because they'd gotten a pretty, not perfect, but pretty good mix of like, yeah, it got good at hearing you and knowing what to find. And, you know, there's all the kind of stuff they would show off, like find movies with Brad Pitt, like, okay, kind of useful. And then you say only the good ones and, and all that kind of stuff. But there's stuff like, like, uh, you can say to your TV, um, show me, um, show me Doctor Who season five, episode one. And it is capable of finding that. Where, in my opinion, where this is falling apart right now, Siri's still very good, mostly, mostly on TV. Where it falls apart for me is that it lands you in, it used to land you, so you get to that kind of sort of disambiguation doc pop-up, what would you call it from the bottom, the interstitial, where you say, did you mean this Doctor Who or that office and stuff like that? 
Once you click on that, it dumps you into the TV app with some idea of, well, it'll get what you wanted to watch mostly, but it has a very bad idea of where you would want to watch it, in my opinion. And this, this inscrutable line with the uh, device management, and it was me saying, I tested out a few things, and it is really pretty bad. I'm curious, did you get an opportunity to use your Siri remote, which I know you love, to make some requests and see what you think of the new TV TV app? I did. I asked it a couple of things that I thought were gimmies, and it got them. Like, I asked to watch a, uh, a show that I have a place in, and it, you know, resumed from the place where I'd expected it to. Uh, I, I asked some other questions and they mostly seem to work uh, dealing with movies and stuff. Uh, and then I, my final thing that I thought was going to be a stumper is I asked it to watch something that I had never watched on the Apple TV and that I didn't know if I could watch on the Apple TV, trying to do the thing of like, hey, yeah. Apple TV, TV app, you figure out where the heck this is and how I might watch it. Uh, and it was just this was just the one test because I did actually then sit there and watch this program because, you know, I like it. Um, I didn't have time for more tests. Uh, I asked it to show a particular season and episode of Good Eats because I had been watching the new season, but not through my Apple TV. I think it was doing it like, I don't know, maybe it was on actual on my TiVo or something. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that's it because we have like a season password. Anyway, and it pulls up a thing and it's like, you can buy it. It, it gave me the option to say you can buy this episode for like two ninety nine, which I'm assuming. So, hang on, I'm sorry, real real quick, one second. So you got the interstitial pop up. You saw what appeared to be the series of. I don't think it was a pop. I, I think, think it took went me straight right to, to a screen, to, really, right to a okay. screen where it had a purchase option, which I didn't pick, which I assume would have bought it in the iTunes yep. store because it wasn't an iTunes store page. It was like an Apple TV app page of some kind and it had all sorts of graphics on it and it had like 299 you can buy this episode okay and then the next thing below it was a little button that said like other sources or other places and again it wasn't a dialogue it was a full complete screen as far as i could tell you're and kidding I, really yeah it wasn't yeah, it wasn't I, just open in and it wasn't just buy this on the store i mean maybe it was that's that's like, cool that's that's anyway so i, did, I think I it took want, you to a different place i think it took you somewhere different than i was it, it seemed like a like a whole landing page for good eats because it had a big banner image of good eats and it had a whole bunch of other stuff anyway so i went to other sources and i'm like what is this gonna show? is this just like a rant it's gonna send me to google and look for the thing or so I, I hit the other sources thing and then it pops up a dialogue and it says uh do you want to watch this on the food tv app and i'm like i don't have the food tv app like, all right well go ahead and then it downloaded and installed the Food TV app, launched the Food TV app, at which time the Food TV app said, uh, hey, can I use your <gasps> Fios subscription? Oh, my and God. And I said, yeah, you can use my Fios subscription. And then it went and did a thing. And then it said, go to this URL slash activate. Yep. And then I went on uh, my phone. I went to that URL slash activate. And then I typed in the code that it had on the screen. And then I went back to the TV. And the TV, you know, eventually the, it accepted the code. It continued to launch the Food TV app, took me to that episode of Good Eats, and played it. And I was like, holy cow, that's a lot that of... Is, um, that's impressive. That's extremely impressive and a real mind blower because there's at least three places I can think of 
in that chain of events where I would not have been surprised or really honestly angry if it had lost the thread. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I, I fully expected to eventually be able to get the app. Then it, I expected it to be like, hey, I'm the Food TV app. What do you want? And it's like, I just told you what I want. But right. somehow through that whole chain, it remembered not just that I wanted to watch Good Eats, but which specific episode and then it played it. Yeah, that, that's this is the thing I was kind of uh, annoyed about. And I think I was mentioning a couple episodes ago was that, I don't know, maybe it's on Back to Work, I don't remember. But just that the thing of like Apple seems to kind of... Um, Apple, increasingly modern Apple will get you a little bit towards something, but will rarely get you all the way to somewhere. And then if you are there, you're still going to have to do some stuff to keep it all clipped together. There's not, there's not the continuity of care <laughs> with that kind of yeah. thing. And I, 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 if you had asked me how that turned out, I would have guessed, well, we'll talk about Apple TV, TV, TV app no more in a sec, but I would have guessed it, it deposits you at the app page with get, right? The, like get yeah. this app. And then you'd be completely on your own after that. That is actually extremely impressive. Yeah, I mean, it would be more impressive if it didn't ever have to go to a phone and go to slash activate like that whole part. Because Apple has, in theory, APIs and technologies to make that not have to be a thing. But yeah. obviously, the adoption is not great. But I didn't. Here's the thing. I didn't even know this food TV app existed. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't have even known to seek it out. And the fact that it knew that an app I didn't even have installed was a way for me to watch a program that I asked about is actually pretty impressive. It's extreme. Like it's, it's extremely impressive. Um, so and I, then I watched an episode about Icebox Cake where I should watch more. I, People say he's really good. Yeah, he uh, the shows are good. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I disagree with his food stuff. His Icebox Cake looked okay, mm. but he had some weird choices. Um. Okay, so that sounds like you had a really good and not weird experience with it. Which is I mean, super good. I, I, this is just a couple of tries. Yeah, like, like I said, I, I do not, not use that yeah. app. What I do is I go to the specific place where I know more of my thing is and I watch it. I never do what I did in this experiment, which is just talking to the remote a bunch and see what it does. Well, if you'll allow just a, a little super quick bit of follow up and reckonings. Um, so, so I was, uh, like I said, in the note here, I, I'd gone and done this too. And of course, I didn't have the sense to write down what, what I did. But what I can tell you is, and I would say for most people, well, I don't know if it's for most people. That's part two. Here's the thing. I'll go in and request something. And it frustrates me that it takes me to the Apple, t takes me to the TV app because it's, eh, don't love it. But what really frustrates me is that there does, there does not feel like much sense of persistence about what I have and how I use it. And so I'll get to the speculation in a second. But that, that's where that falls apart for me is when I go there, I don't, I don't, I can't say that it's failed. Boy, I don't think it's failed to locate something that I already own. Um, and I'm going to try and avoid your XY problem here and just say this. There are times when there are very inconsistent and unexpected results. When I, when I do Siri, it lands me in the TV app um, and I'll get things like what you just described. I've joked before about how often it wants me to like choose stars. I don't know how it got stars is like where this thing is. Cause it's not like a stars original stars is one of those shovelware channels where you like, you get a bunch of stuff that might be on HBO. It might be on Hulu. It might be on Netflix. Who knows? So two quick bits of spec bits of speculation. I, um, I have some kind of monkey ass Comcast login that I experimented with just a little bit. Um, but it's, it's the most basic, like you, you bought our like pretty good internet package and it comes with this freebie, you know, be, just sub basic cable thing. Right. And so I played with that in the past, but I use Hulu as my login, right. As whatever you call that, like where you go in, you say, who's your provider? I use Hulu, um, on my phone and on, um, 
on Apple TV. Now, so so to contrast our two experiences, I think you kind of maybe nailed it with the FIOS thing. I'll bet you've got a pretty tricked out cable package that I do indeed. And you are logged in with that as your provider, not Hulu, not PlayStation View, not See, I YouTube. don't. I don't. Here's the thing. Yeah. The, uh, Apple TV and iOS have this concept of, hey, tell us what cable package you subscribe to mm-hmm. somehow. I have done that, but it, I, I never know, like, what it's it doesn't remembering. Take. Sometimes it just doesn't. Other than, yeah. the, like, it doesn't have my login because every time I go through any flow, it does say, would you like to let this app use your Fios subscription? And I say, yes. I inevitably have to log in with my username and password to Fios to Verizon. Yeah. So it's like, what are you even saving other than the fact that you know that I have I can Fios. tell you what you're saving. They're saving you something super frustrating, which is the alternative. With quote-unquote single sign-on, which is so unevenly and weirdly implemented. Because when I did that with Comcast or when I've done that with Hulu, I, I would go. And so one, one cool thing they do now is say like, okay, I see here that you have Hulu. Do you want me to go get all these apps that are on Hulu? And you could, you know, go and onesie twosie get those. That's fine. Here's what you still got to do, though, in my experience. And I could be wrong. Maybe this differs by provider, maybe Charter or whoever is good at this and just Hulu or Comcast aren't for whatever reason. But now you have to go and e- open each one of those apps, find the area called settings or whatever, <laughs> go in there. And somewhere in there is some chunk of funk that will allow you to utilize your single sign-on. I don't think that is done automatically anywhere. And I don't know if that affects whether it fall whether it counts in the great stew of eligible channels, but it's it's not surpassingly user friendly. I don't think that the only participant in that single sign on thing I think is always Charter. Like Charter is the only Charter's one that the only ever lists like fully. Right. Fully so works. Comcast yeah. and Verizon don't participate, which is why. Like so, when I just did this thing with the food TV thing. It made me go to whatever slash activate foodtv.com slash activate and made me type in the code, which I did. The next thing it put in front of me, again, this is on my phone in a web browser, was a screen that said, pick your television provider. And it's like, well, the Apple TV obviously knew because I said you could use my file subscription. But by the time I'm on the web, there's no knowledge of that whatsoever. So I had had to scroll and pick files. And then I had to log in with my Verizon username and password on my phone. And then it activated and it went back to the Apple TV. So that's what I'm getting at. Like, it doesn't it doesn't save my my credentials it knows that I subscribe to Fios and tries to communicate that to the apps, but the apps seem to ignore it. I don't even know. It's, yeah. it's still like whenever Apple has one of those presentations, it's clear Apple wants to do the right thing. and has all sorts of APIs for it, but none of the big players want to participate. It's just them and Charter in a little corner making this nice experience. Yeah, I don't even know what Charter is. I've seen Charter in web refers and other than that, I have no idea what it is. I think it's Charter, if I remember correctly. It's something in the Midwest. So. Yeah. Okay, so so sounds like you're maybe potentially sort of shooting down the, the first theory, which is that, you know, if you were signed on to an, according to Hoyle, actual cable provider with apps and stuff, oh, yeah, we're not even getting into now the whole thing of, do you want to go watch it on that app? Because now you're in now you're in the world of TV as apps that Tim so nicely promised us. And like, oh, God, please no. Don't make me go live in this garbage world over here where I have to go to all these different apps to watch things. That's crazy making. With a, with a terrible player that doesn't skip forward or back. And- well, and the, yeah, they, they, they vary so much. I mean, something like, I've I think I mentioned before, I was briefly subscribed to Broadway HD, um, which is, it's it's, uh, it's Broadway. It's somewhere between YouTube and, and uh, uh, Acorn. 
basically, or, or you know, BritBox. It's got a ton of, like, uh, English guys in dresses doing Shakespeare and, you know, and then some, like, two versions of company and stuff like that. The scrubber on that, I don't, it must have been some kind of custom control. It's, I've never used a scrubber so terrible. Okay, Amazon Prime Video app, you know the thing where you basically, you, where you move through the menus, but then you have to click to say, yeah, that's the menu I want. You know, I'm talking about when you're going through an Amazon Prime and you're at the top level nav on the on the television app. Yeah, I yeah. usually watch that on my iPad. So I'm only really familiar with. Oh, it's iPad a real dog version. poop app. Um, one of the it's Santa Corona, man. There, each of these apps is terrible in in a different way. So, like in the Amazon app, oh, it's such garbage. You um you scroll, you know, of course, you're scrolling horizontally with your extremely capable Siri remote, and then so you're on whatever uh, originals. And you want to go to TV or movies or whatever, and you scroll or purchases. You scroll. Uh, once you scroll to where you want to be, you have to click to do. You have to click the, um, you know, enter basically to say, yeah, now please go ahead and take me to that. Which sounds dumb until you. It sounds like it's not a big deal until you realize that like no app does that. Imagine a scrubber like that, and that's that's Broadway HD, and it may or may not catch up with where it thinks you wants to want to be, but like just. Anyway, the, the point is that using these different apps can really suck. Okay, so the final part of my theory, and then we'll move on. I've given myself uh, homework here to document some of these experiments and show you what I get. Um, one thing I want to test is this. Uh, what do you, I don't know what you call it. What do you call the ability for the Apple TV TV app to know where programming is, what's available, what you subscribe to? The great soup of data. Like, are you, are they, you on board with that or not? You know what I mean? Like, like, for example, do Amazon Prime shows, are they accessible via TV? I think not. Yeah, it's all invisible, but there is some big index of uh, content that's available that presumably each individual application vends to the larger Ye- Apple TV I- experience unless the application doesn't want to, like Netflix, But mainly for it's example, per channel. I think it's it mainly per channel apps. Now, N- Netflix, is Netflix in there? No, I don't think so. Like, think it's, it's up to the apps to participate. Hulu. Is Hulu in there? Probably I- I not. I think Hulu is. Well, I know it is very spotty. I'll do my, I'll do my um, homework. And I, again, I encourage the listener to try this. Go, go try just search, try some easy ones. Like John said, some gimmies. Go in and search for a movie you know you own using Siri and see what happens. I would say go in and search for a TV show you are watching right now. See what comes up for that. Um, and then maybe try some crazy ones. Try some ones to like really challenge it. But like, I, you know, um, so, so I don't know what shows up in there and how, but you know what I'm craving is um, something I only learned about probably earlier this year, which is the, the and I talked about this on Back to Work, because I, I didn't know this, and I think a lot of other people may not know this. If you go to Apple Health, for any given health stat, you can go in and basically change the cascade of who should win, like for steps or for heart or for sleep or whatever. You can select what is in there, and you can select which one it should prefer, Right. So, like, if this all did, if it was a great soup that pulled in all the great services, I would love a way to say, failing at everything else, always pick Netflix. If it's not on Netflix, fall back to Hulu. If it's not on Hulu, or, you know, obviously, if I own it, like, yeah, pick that one. But if you don't, I wish there was a way to say that. I don't, what I'm saying is, in the same way that, like, I don't, until I learned that Apple Health trick, I didn't know how it decided how to, how to not have me have, uh, you know, 30, 300,000 steps a day. How did it decide who wins? I didn't know that was even an uh, an option. I wish I had a way to say, favor this way of watching it over that. And if you want to make this my custom TV, 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 TV experience, like let me have a little bit of a say in it. Why do you keep coming up with stars? 
Like, what? whose kitten did stars save from a tree that it's always there? Like, give me some control over that. Yeah, I'm, I'm so far away from uh, caring about that type of stuff because I'm still stuck on the basics. Like, uh, anytime I watch anything in an Apple TV app, I just it, it grinds my gears when I see that it doesn't support 5.1. Like, everything on cable plays 5.1, even if it's not actually 5.1. Just Inconsistently or not at all? Uh, what, on the Apple TV or yeah. on cable? Well, cable, like, yeah, every, everything is 5.1. No, but I mean, like, like, so there's no 5.1 period on Apple TV? It it annoys me when it's not there. Hulu okay. doesn't have it at all. So Hulu, just forget it, everything. Uh, Amazon has it sometimes. Uh, Food TV doesn't have it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, and when it's on my cable, it's not real 5.1. They're just they're just doing like one of the various, you know, up mixes of stereo. That's all I want the apps to do. If you just have a stereo single, I, I just don't want to have to change settings on my receiver. That's what I'm saying. It's and, and it annoys me, like, say I watch something on Hulu that's like a television program that is actually mixed in 5.1. It's like dramatic, exciting, action-packed television, original, modern television production that was made in 5.1. Yeah. And I can watch it in 5.1 on television with a real 5.1 mix. And Hulu gives it to me in stereo? Like, well, why would I ever choose to use Hulu? That's why one of the reasons I still have cable. I think, final thing from me on this, I, I hope, um, the... Uh, something something I've been realizing or pondering, um, you know, f- folks like on like like you and Marco on your show or in other places, people who um, really love Max and love Max as boy, it was really it was a, it was an exciting time when um, when Max were taken very seriously by the company. This is part of me that wonders sometimes when when we miss those days of the Mac being on the rise or being on you know resurging or whatever. There's this part of me that wonders. Um, it, it was just really cool how seriously they seem to take the Mac. And we could, most of us have um, a recollection of a time when Apple took the Mac so seriously that it, it was their primary thing. And I'm not saying they should go back. I'm not saying we should try and time travel. But I am saying sometimes I think when we say, wow, you know, I wish they would, you know, get serious about the, the Mac. I also think there's this part of me that thinks, well, you know what? If Apple had taken the Mac as seriously as they take so many things that they do now, Apple would not be around, is my opinion. Like, if you, if you just said the terminal mostly works as long as you don't use it too much and then it gets hot, like, or if you'd said, if you'd said, like, well, like I said to Dan today, well, sometimes your E-key is just not going to work. What are you telling me, like, 99.999% isn't good enough for an E-key? Like, how, the problem is, if you use, if, 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 if you're like me and you use your Apple TV as seriously or primarily as a programmer would use his or her Mac, you would, you would be pretty, pretty flustered about this stuff too. <laughs> if you, if what, what, so what I'm saying is that like when we pine for an apple of the past that may never have existed, cause that's not how nostalgia works. I think sometimes what we're, what we're wishing for is that God, what, what are you guys taking seriously now? Like what are you canceling stuff to make right? And like in the case of the Apple TV, it's just so hard not to get frustrated. Cause you know what guys, I did it. I, this is my thing. I'm doing I'm doing streaming with your with your costly box, and the, it's just so it seems so clear to me that they're not using this. They're not taking this seriously. At least with Mac developers or people who who make iOS and macOS apps at Apple, you would think they're using a Mac to do that. I'm not persuaded that anybody who actually really really likes TV at Apple is using an Apple TV as much as I do. And I, I don't mean that to sound snarky, but I do mean to say like if they had this lack of seriousness about anything that they else that they really claimed to care about, uh, the results would be shocking. 
Yeah, part of the problem with the whole TV experience is it's coming from I mean, a lot of technologies are like this, but TV in particular is coming from an age where things were so much simpler, but also so much more reliable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's and there what is a big gap between the past, like when we were kids and it's coming over the air, setting aside getting your bunny ears just right to get the signal in. Bottom line is you turn that channel dial, click, 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 it changes channels. If you have power and the antennas are lined up and you've got a good signal and you turn the channel, it just always works. And then even cable was under that model as well. You turn on the TV, you got power. You I say especially cable. cable. Even by even by early yeah. 80s cable, it was incredibly reliable. If it didn't work, it's because you hadn't paid the bill. Yeah, either, either your cable's out and you don't have it or your mm-hmm. cable is working and you've got it and you turn your channels and do all your stuff and everything works fine. And then the I think the next big thing to come in there was TiVo, which had a challenge in that it was competing with something that always, always works. And TiVo did an amazing job of coming close to that level of reliability. They stupid boxes with little computers and hard drives, but in general, they were incredibly stable and reliable and predictable. And, you know, there were different performance characteristics than the dial or the, the set-top cable thing or whatever you had. But, it I mean, I think it was more reliable than a lot of the cable contemporary cable boxes of the day. There is a big gap between classic TiVo and any of the streaming boxes, a big gap in reliability. Like that's, again, one of the reasons I still have cable is that cable always works when, you know, when the new episode of Game of Thrones comes out, I'm not worried that some service is going to go down. I'm not going to be able to watch it. It would be inconceivable to me Mm -hmm. that I could not watch it because I have HBO, real HBO over cable Mm -hmm. coming through my TiVo, which is a successor to the cable box, which is... 100% 100% reliable. I can always watch it. It's not going to stutter or the servers go down or whatever. Uh, the stream boxes are not close to that. And that's even before we get into what you're talking about, which is basically that lots of parts of the experience are outsourced to third parties of, with varying degrees of reliability. And Apple can't corral them into a unified experience because it's not in their interest to do so. And on top of all of that, you have all the bugs and the misfeatures and everything like that. So, yeah. I'm not, you know, it, it's not... Not an excuse, but it is an explanation, and it is a shame that the gap between basically the tail end of the old-style television experience that was always, always reliable, which is basically a TiVo plus cable, there's just a giant chasm between that and all of the tiny little boxes that connect to the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, as we, I think we definitely mentioned this before, but um, there, I don't like to talk in these kinds of negative terms, but... Um, I, I would love to see a skills challenge where I, you take, you take your brand new, you, you Cupertino friend, take your brand new setup, everything's fixed up, ready to, good to go, Apple TV. I'm going to hand you this remote and I'm going to give you some skills challenges. So w- the first skills challenge is I would like you, uh, to locate, um, the episode of the office called dinner party. And I would like you to go, uh, you know. 23 minutes into it or whatever, you know, and then I would like you to um, go back 15 seconds. And I, I would like to watch someone do that. My favorite part about that, the most interesting part of that is the 15 seconds. It's still, it's, my kid loves to make fun of me because I'm an old man and I say, this is a really, really garbage app. Whatever it is. The thing is, it's a garbage interface. <laughs> trying, trying to do that, that touchpad being used for potentially so many different things, including the classic TiVo blip, 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 go back this many seconds. And, and invariably, no matter where I touch it in, in uh, Hulu, I, get, I almost never get the thing I expected. I can't even consistently get the wrong thing, John. 
if I try to go click a click to go back because I didn't hear what Jeff Probst said, uh, I may, may very well have accidentally turned on CNN. And because like it's so wild to me that like this thing that was like with TiVo such a solved problem of like how to manipulate the scrubber on a show that you're currently watching. Uh, and back to your point of like back back in the days of cable, uh, Roderick and I have talked about this. Remember the skill you'd have with a dial cable box, like a classic um, whatever whoever made that. We could go. Frrr. And like you would know you were within one channel of MTV. Headline news. Like whatever it is. You knew exactly how much by sense of feel, like you were with a car radio, know exactly how far to flick to get to where you wanted to go. That's another another kind of like a real world example. But it's so bananas to me that on this uh, nominally high-end box, I, I would be, I, 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 you know, there's a part of me being friends with you. I've learned to doubt myself. I wonder if I just simply don't have the motor skills anymore, but I honestly don't think that's it. If I always was wrong in the same way or it broke in the same way, I would think that it was maybe pilot error, but it's, it breaks differently each time. And like watching TV should not have to be a skills challenge. There should be a way to use a remote without looking at it and be able to control what it is. That you, what if your mouse, what if your mouse like had the equivalent of like a Google Authenticator code and every few seconds you need to look down and make sure you've entered the most recent code? Like that would not be a very good mouse. That would really suck. Yeah, it does. I mean, it goes all the way down to the remote because in the end, that is the thing that you're touching to try to make this up. Setting aside, like, does the player even have the features that I want in terms of can I go forward and back a frame? Can I pause? Can I go slow? Can I go forward and back by by measurable increments? Can I go to a timestamp? Let's just assume the software even has all those features, which none of them do. None of them have all of them. Right. Now you're trying to make it do that with this terrible remote, which you, you just mentioned, like, click, 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 but it's not click, click, click. Like, in that stupid remote, it's it's tiny, it's delicate, it's got a touch surface on half of it that if you touch, you know, it's unintentional input, and it's essentially like a diving board, like a little bendy, bouncy diving board, right? Yeah. And what you have to do to make it go forward or back is press the left or right edge of the diving board, not the end that you jump on. Not all, the, it, it wants to bend I, that way. To go it back, I've, I've tried every position between six and noon. I've tried every single spot and tried to replicate where does thing where does this thing want to be pressed? Right. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't bend. That way. Diving boards bend the the way you expect a diving board to bend. They want you to twist to torsionally twist the diving board. <laughs> and the closer you get to the hinge of the diving board, the more ridiculous and harder it gets. Like at the hinge of the diving board, you can't twist it. Like it's like trying to press the diving board on the left. <laughs> edge right at the hinge point it doesn't go anywhere yeah. so how far up do i have to go before it thinks i'm clicking upwards it's like it's, it's such a terrible remote in so many ways so even if you knew that it had all the features and you knew you have to quote unquote click left to make this happen how do you click left on a diving board it doesn't make any sense <laughs> i hate that remote so much <laughs> This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Moo. You can learn more about Moo right now by visiting Moo.com. Moo is an online print and design company specializing in customizable business cards, postcards, stickers, and more for your business. If you're new to Moo, you can order a free sample pack on their website. You can go to Moo.com. You can see what their products look like and hold them in your hand. They are beautiful. They feel so substantial, so cool. They offer a full suite of products, including business cards, postcards, invitations, letterhead, stickers, flyers, so you can seamlessly promote yourself and your brand. You can count on Moose quality because they have special finishes like gold foil. They have a new silver foil, raised spot gloss and letterpress. It's all those little touches that make you stand out. And if you don't fancy designing your own card, Moo recently rolled out new templates for business cards 
which are inspired by their most creative customers. And their luxurious hardcover notebooks feature a Swiss binding, so every page lays flat, made with premium paper that is protected by a tough, tactile cover. Now listen, I know one of the one of the guys who started this whole operation a million years ago, and I, I think I might have been one of the first Moo customers. I'm not positive, but uh, at a time when I had to uh, tell people who I was, boy, was I ever a customer of Moo. I have gotten their stickers for myself, and you look nice today. I've gotten postcards. I've gotten half-size business cards, full-size business cards, and I've always been super satisfied with the quality and the service. Really recommended. So right now, please go to Moo.com, M-O-O.com, and use the code PRINTMOO. P-R-I-N-T-M-O-O, to get 15% off orders of $50 or more. Go to Moo.com, code PRINTMOO for 15% off any order of $50 or more. Our thanks to Moo for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. Mm, Apple TV. Yeah. All right. The unofficial mascot of Reconcilable Differences. <laughs> woof, woof. Speaking of pets... Uh, do you want? Do you really want to do this, or do you want to get to know power? Um, I, I think you talked about this a lot. Let's let's refer people to. Why don't we punt? Let's punt the. I got a, I got a. Uh, our family got a bearded dragon. Why don't we do it next time? Because I'll have more to report. Uh, if he's still alive, we'll have uh, two weeks of dragon under the belt. If you know what I mean? Yeah. And for mild spoilers for the episode of Roderick on the Line, where you talked about this, you mentioned on that program that this terrible lizard creature yeah. that's in your home mm-hmm. uh, is uh, what you ended up after negotiating down from a dog. And I understand all your reasons why you didn't want a dog, but man, that's disappointing because dogs are awesome. Yeah. And this lizard is not. Anyway. It's pretty, pretty uh, cool that we skipped that uh, Minai topic and you still managed to get a little dagger in the yeah, side no, just I just wanted to yeah. throw that one thing in there. Has to, I, was, I was excited. I was like, you could yeah. have had a dog. But then like, I, yeah. I understand. As, as a dog owner, I do understand why you wanted to avoid it. But now you have this thing. So. Well, Thomas wants to feel my wounds. He knows which side to look on. Mm-hmm. Um, power. Oh, this power Your, thing your wife doesn't bad. get that joke. I she learned that. She doesn't get that joke because <laughs> she doesn't have a lick of the Lord. Um. Power. This thing's boy. This is bad. Do you want to talk about this? Or you want to get to the? We got to get back to our. Got to get back to our project, John. All right. I'll yeah, talk about power if you want. Yeah, well, because well, it's crazy. Maybe next time, maybe next time we talk, you'll have all sorts of stories from the after times. No, no, it's way it was worse than that or better than that. Um, so I don't know how it got to this, but <laughs> don't you? Well, last year there were uh, some really terrible fires. It's been a, as uh, George Clooney likes to say, a perfect storm. There's been a lot of stuff that's gone wrong uh, climactically and by the way people have built over the years. But there's a lot of stuff that's come together, especially in the last year, to make it very some real, real bad fire seasons in California through a bunch so of didn't, California. Didn't you have, I saw this one story, so you can tell me if this is just one ridiculous story over its thing. Didn't you have like people coming from out of state to intentionally set fires in your state? So basically, PG&E, Pacific Gas and Electric, God love them, um, they have had some culpability in, um, and I think even like legal exposure and some fines and stuff, because, again, I don't, I don't understand the science of this or the infrastructure of this, but basically in this terrible, in a terrible wildfire season, when wildfires are likely to break out and be very difficult to contain, again, beyond a perfect storm it's like a five point bad storm like there's so much wrong <laughs> that leads up to this and on top of it all uh they were found to have been guilty of uh being responsible for some aspect of some of these fires getting started try not to talk out of turn because i don't want to say for facts what's not true but anyway and of course they're trying to cover their butt right now so long story short hi welcome it's october 8th in the year of our lord 2019 
And as of tonight, up to 800,000 people across California will just have their power turned off for a while because of an because <laughs> of what because of wind because of wind there's wind and we're worried and pg&e doesn't want to be on the hook for more fires so they're just going to turn off yeah you know the better part of a million people's electric power i have to say like i, I, I always it's always amazed when i visit california at how everything is built there as if it's always seven degrees and sunny like the houses have walls that are paper thin that have no insulation in them. People have their their washer and dryer and water heater outdoors. Uh, one of the at, I was visiting a an elementary school in California, and there was all these little cubbies for kids to put their books in. They were outside. Oh yeah, uh, no, it might, like, might be under had, like a like a a roof. Maybe, like in my daughter's preschool, it's under like a or, roof. No, or like not even yeah, it's all, maybe maybe it's under the eaves a little They're bit. Not but it's essentially sleep. there's not going to be a sleep issue. <laughs> I'm saying like everything is just you have all this space. Yeah. You have this weather that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And and now if it's going to be windy, you're going to turn off everybody's power because apparently everything is so shoddily constructed that (laughs) that wind can take out your entire civilization. You're not going to ask me to defend this horrible state, are you? No, no. But I'm like, it's it's how climate climate shapes like, you know, like what? It, when the settlers are there coming from, you know, traveling west, you wouldn't build what you didn't need. And that eventually ends up with your laws and your codes. And here I am in, in New England, where it's like uh, three inches of ice coat every surface when horizontal freezing rain comes. And like every piece of our infrastructure has to be able to withstand, like, can you handle 50 mile an hour winds while covered with 17 times your weight in frozen water blowing sideways? Yeah. That's it's very it's a very different experience. And by the way, there'll be three feet of snow by morning. Uh, good luck getting to work. Well, and also like how are you describing that? I'm probably just repeating what you're saying, but having lived in Florida and California, fine people on both sides. But the um, it does feel sometimes very precarious in both states and many other states for that matter. So there's sometimes it's, you know for strictly economic reasons, sometimes it's for selfish reasons. But like knowing how many people had enough dough in Florida to build a house on the water, even in the 90s, seemed a little bit mental to me. At the time, it seemed mental to me because of all the hurricanes, um, where it would be like, wow, you just built this, like, <laughs> for the princely sum of $500,000, you have this beautiful house um, that would buy you, like, an eighth of a house here. But um, but back then, I would always think, it's so weird. Like, my old boss at, my, uh, at the job with Dave, the marketing guy, my old boss, the comptroller, uh, lived basically in this, like, oyster village, <laughs> right where the hurricanes go. I think might might be a Murray Sendak book. But it always seemed that always seemed crazy to me. But even then, there's like sort of a calculated risk of like, oh well, hey, you know, we're we're sturdy types here. We've been through worse than this, et cetera, et cetera. We'll flash forward and now like guess what guys? In 50 years, literally all of that is going to be underwater. Cause you know they never had to plan for that. Now out here, it's like you're what you're describing though, that whole sense of like, well, we need this to be uh, durable in ways need to be durable for occasions that we couldn't anticipate. Like if you live where you live, right? Like you say, there could be snow. How do we account for the weight of the snow? Or, or how or long? Rain. Or rain. Or the fact that it rains ever, apparently. Again, you couldn't put you couldn't put school things outside of school because they would get wet when it rained. John Syracuse is not going to be satisfied with a roof that should be fine as long as it doesn't snow too much. As You're, long as the wind doesn't get over 25 miles an but, hour. But let's just start out easy, which is like, you know, it would be like, again, like me, like me making PH, PHP code. Like it didn't, I, it loaded one time and worked. So my work is done here, right? 
that's not acceptable in a lot of other places. Whereas out here sometimes, I don't know, it's, uh, there's been so much tremendous growth and uh, all these areas getting closer to each other. And like you think, think about like when you describe like a disease spreading with like the, the expanding circles that start overflowing with each other. It's not surprising, but it does suck, and it is it is tragic. Now, here's the part that's, that's really bad or good or embarrassing, is that the city and county, which are the same thing, of San Francisco are exempted from this, supposedly, which I'm sure is going to make 800,000 people so happy tomorrow to know that fancy San Francisco still has all the power. My daughter's, uh, my daughter's mm, she's just kind of just one of her best friends, uh, lives just outside the city limits, but goes to her school. And like, her Wrong side school. of the tracks. Wrong side of the trolley tracks. She's not tracks, by the, uh, the, cable the San Francisco tracks. airport that's not in San Francisco. And um, that uh, that's her power, I think, will be off at midnight. It's I, You know, I have to be honest with you. I've been paying attention to other things uh, the last little while. And this really snuck on, up on me. And I, I fully admit, as I say, I talk, Tuesday, October 8th, I did not know this was happening or that this was happening this quickly until literally tonight when I started getting texts, got a text from Max. You are off Twitter, I guess. No, no. So I knew all about no, it. No, I'm extremely on flipping out about it on Twitter. I'm looking at other stuff. I'm looking at the letter to Pelosi. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, important stuff that I, that I can really mm-hmm. have an impact mm-hmm. on. It would, you, how important would you think it if your light suddenly went out? And you, you wouldn't be able to go on Twitter to find out why. Well, I guess you could as long as your ba- your phone battery lasted. Uh, as long as the cell towers didn't also go down. Well, who owns too many Mophies now? Who owns too many Jackers? Well, that's, yeah, that's I was thinking of that by the way because I wasn't sure if you were going to be in the sort of blackout zone, and I was like, "Well, I told uh, my kid to be ready for it." I don't see. I mean, there's a. Re- I don't. I don't promise what time the delivery food will arrive anymore. Because guess how much control I have over that zero. And just because the man on the radio said San Francisco won't have its power off tonight is very little assurance to me at all. Because you know, if stuff gets serious. I mean, I would not be surprised at all if we were to lose power because it only right, makes well, sense. I, I mean, we're one of the gobblers of power. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking of how you would fare in that situation. The first thing I thought of surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly Lizard. based on our past few episodes is Lizard. your spreadsheets. If they're on mm, Google, I want to get if to they're them. on Google sheets you and you can't get online there unless you have offline plugins and stuff like whereas Yeah, luckily the offline editing is pretty bulletproof. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe no uh, but then then i thought okay no. well but what about you know your internet access maybe you will have internet access the the number of things that need to be powered and working for you to have internet access when the power is otherwise off yeah goes far beyond things that you can buy batteries for in your house and so it seems to me that if the if the power was gone even if you had a ups for everything in your house and batteries for all your portable devices mm-hmm. down the street the little box in the corner that your internet stuff is connected to if that didn't have power, all your batteries in your house wouldn't be for anything. So I really hope you have stuff written down on pieces of paper so you'll know, like, what ba- which batteries you need for I which got, flashlight. I got a copy of all my spreadsheets down in the mine shaft. Got them all, got them all printed out on your bread sheets. On my bread sheets? <laughs> on your bread sheets. It's, not, it's hard to speak sometimes. Who's <laughs> um, got the clocks at rocks, but it was obsolete before you opened the box. Red leather, yellow leather. I, I don't know, man. Um, I need to go read more about this. Uh, unfortunately, all the local websites are garbage. No, no, much respect. Some of you guys are awesome, I'm sure. But like our local newspaper website is, oh, it's such hot garbage. And it's just really difficult to look at and, uh, and, and painful. But yeah, no, I went and looked. And uh, last time I checked, well, let's go check in at good old SF Gate and see what the latest, what the, what are the latest headlines at SF Gate. Here's a map of the neighborhoods that will be without power. Oh, God, poor Bernie Sanders. 
Um, Is it a giant picture of you? This man will have power. My favorite Simpsons gags ever uh, is in an episode where I don't remember which it was, but uh, Homer is like involved in some like company or startup or something. Yeah. And it's another one of those things where they flip on the TV and you catch just like the middle or tail end of uh, a Kent Brockman news broadcast. Which so is true means death for us all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one of those, there's another one of those gags. And this gag, he's, he's flipping out about something having to do with the company. Uh, and he and he flips on the TV to see how bad it is, and he catches it in mid sentence. And Kent Brockman says, uh, "Which is terrible news for the company's only shareholder, shareholder Homer Simpson." It shows his picture, and then he does the Don't. tongue wiggle, tongue wiggle yell. Ah! <laughs> this man is taking all of your electricity to power his things that measure humidity in his home. Oh my God, PG is Mr. Burns. He's going to turn that turn that big thing and blot out the sun. Oh, I think there was a, there was a free lead up to that gag was that the company that he had invested in had filed for super duper bankruptcy. <laughs> uh, super duper uh, bankruptcy. Um, yeah, no, this is, uh, this is horrible. Um, <laughs> so yeah. And boy, they're going to be loving good old San Francisco. No, but the schools like they announced like today, like, oh, by the way, there may not be school for five days because there may not be power for five days in places that are outside of here. I think it's here. I think uh, I think Jason and Todd are going to be feeling it. Uh, I think Marin is in the line. Berkeley is shutting down tomorrow. Um, Not everything in Marin is powered by magic, so they don't actually need electricity there. Hmm, is that right? Yeah, because because of Jefferson Airplane. It's a different class of people up mm-hmm. there. Yeah, yeah. I think they're they're like elves. Mm. It's like Rivendell up there. Uh, what was I going to say about what's the Simpsons? What's the longest you've ever gone without power in your life? Mm. Not counting camping trips where you're no, intentionally no, going. No, no, no. Maybe, maybe three days. Something like that. I, I think we had a week, two weeks. It's hard to tell because I was very young. When I was back and I'm forth. afraid to look it up. Mine was Hurricane Gloria when I was a kid. Oh, really? On Long Island. And we didn't have power. I don't know. It was, it was probably like three or four days, but it seemed like it was like a week or two weeks. It's hard to tell. when, when I, I got to look it up to see what it really was. But it was definitely more than two days let's put it that way because we had like settled into the new we don't have power lifestyle and it was nice that it was in a season when the weather wasn't such that it would kill you which is the thing we have to worry about where we lose power here in new england because it's usually like a blizzard in the middle of winter and once you have no power you have no heat and once you have no heat start the clock you'll be dead in t minus x number of hours oh yeah no you're gonna be a real uh, like martian type situation yep um so sf gate uh, top articles. Uh, number one article right now, map shows if your neighborhood is at risk of power shutdowns. Number two, 800,000 customers will be in the dark starting tonight. Number three, uh, PG&E may cut power to 30 counties for quote severe wind event. Number four, complete loss, $15,000 worth of yarn stolen in San Francisco car break. <laughs> how, how much is $15,000 worth of yarn? Is a that lot just of, like... a lot of yarn. <laughs> Oh, maybe it's very it's special. It's a sad yarn. story. It's a very it's sad story. It's made from story, the Golden but... Fleece, and it's just one. Um, it was, I think she was here, like showing off her wares. It sucks. No, it sucks. It's terrible. It's not funny. I'm laughing at SF Gate, which is a garbage website, and I'm closing it. And I hate that I'm going to go delete my cookies, throw my computer in the sun. Um, that's your new thing now, huh? Throwing your computer in the sun. Why? Why? Why do you care what I do? Why do you? Why do you care? Why do I listen to do all you your listen? podcasts don't, or many of don't. your podcasts? I think it's just, I used to think it's because you like me or what I do. I think now the only alternative is that you like the people I do podcasts with that aren't me. 
and and you're looking for ammunition. And did I say I didn't like it? I just asked a question. Well, I think you're looking for ammunition um, to harm me uh, and to be able to like <laughs> not well to to well to take advantage of the vulnerability that I show to you and and really put one in there. I just you why you're throwing yeah. your computer into the sun. Where did you pick that one up? Is that a, is that a you know if you if you can remember where did that one come from? Or is it just out of the brain of Merlin? We've had a project going for a while, uh, me and you, for a few weeks, where uh, we're talking about uh, secret weird things that people do. Like throwing things into the sun. (laughs) It's not that secret, but it's weird. Superman did that with all our uh, nuclear weapons. Superman. (laughs) (laughs) I could be home sitting in the dark with my family. You're sitting in the light. Do you want me? I am. I am sitting in the light. I do that. Do you you want me to send you some more uh, pictures of the lizard? No. He was um, he was glass surfing today, and so we're trying to do some new things to keep him uh, calm down. Mm -hmm. It's hard to know (laughs) when they. That's what you need in your house is another anxious animal. (laughs) (laughs) I should get a bird. That's what I should do. You need like a. You need a honey badger, right? Or you need a sloth. Or you need <laughs> some animal. Girl, that, is that the girl from the TV show? It's the, the animal that doesn't care, according oh. to internet memes. Like you just need like an oh. animal that is that is less anxious than every other living thing in the house. Whereas you seem to be going the other direction. Honey, honey boo boo is chill AF. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <clears throat> Secret weird things people do, and uh, something like homework uh, was to continue to think about. So the the project is this is I think our third our third issue in this uh, multi-issue uh, arc, is to talk about trying to discover how even do we know if there's something, if we suspect there's something that we do that's really weird that maybe not many other people do. Um, and we've had some some very stimulating conversations about a couple of those kinds of things. And, uh, you know, the thread to me that's very interesting is how even do we know? Would we even know if what we do is weird? You know, have we left our keys inside the other keys? And uh, so I think we both got... I love yours. I've got to know. What are some secret weird things that you do that maybe other people don't do? Yeah. And I had like a, a like the, the best possible example would be a thing that you didn't even think was weird yourself, but that eventually you discovered or someone told you was weird and that no one else does. I'm telling you, man, something like wiping sideways, something where somebody had to tell you, somebody had to say to you, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. And I, I have very diff- a very difficult time finding those. Everyone would have a difficult time because obviously you don't think they're weird. So well, how are point. you ever going to discover exactly it? That's the point. Yeah. It's just the serendipity of, of someone noticing it or whatever. Um, and especially with families where you're sort of living together as a unit and you can develop your own weird things and you all think it's normal, but it's totally not. But the second level is something that you do that you probably know is weird, but you do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I, that. It's not it's not as good as the first one because you kind of know it's strange, but it's a thing that you continue doing that you're pretty sure is not a thing that most people do. And so I, ha- I have a couple of those and I'll run them past you. And you, I mean, maybe you're not the best person to judge, but you're the only other person here. So this is what yeah. we've got, which is I'm going to say, do you think this is weird? Do you do this? And even if you say, no, you don't do it, it doesn't mean that it's weird, but it, you can at least give a judgment of like, have you seen any other people do this? Is okay. this a thing that you think is? I want to be I want to be here for you on this. Yeah, out in the public. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I mean, the first one. This is a specific instance of an entire subgenre that I think we've talked about before, which is uh, item positioning in the house. You've mm-hmm. talked about some of your item positioning, where you mm-hmm. have particular items that need to be in particular places. I mean, it's to a republic. If I, the republic, if I can keep it, I mean, mm-hmm. ugh. is yeah. it really so hard? Could could you not put 
the lizard's kale, where my seltzer goes. I really, I feel like I asked for so little. So if you, if you could tell Merlin from uh, 10 years ago that you're going to be talking about the lizard's kale. <laughs> That's my favorite King Crimson We're going to live in San Francisco and have discussions about your lizard's kale. <laughs> you're going to care a lot about where it's lizard's kale. Uh, your first one is remote position. Yes. So this is this is a specific instance of that where, uh, yeah, I have all sorts of stuff that I want to be in particular places. I'm, I don't think that's weird. Everybody has some stuff they want to be in certain places, even if it goes down to, hey, I want the clock on this wall in the kitchen because I look at it during the day. Everyone has some things they want in a certain position. And if you don't think that's true, try going into someone's house and moving literally everything they own and watch them flip out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But uh, this one, I think, is slightly beyond that because... Well, first, let's start by saying that I have a lot of remotes. Uh, I've never gotten on board the unified remote bandwagon. It just seems like more hassle than it was worth. Uh, and some remotes are better than others. And I enjoyed the fact that when I'm using my TiVo, I get to use a really good remote. And then when I use the Apple TV, I, I use the terrible remote, which is bad. But for a long time, I used a second TiVo remote with my Apple TV before the swipiness came uh, and sort of dominated and the Siri remote with the microphone. Anyway, all that aside, suffice it to say I have... Lots of remotes. How many do I have? I have one, two, three, four, five in normal rotation. Easy. Yeah. All right. And yeah. they go on the little end table next to the couch, which is a good place for remotes to go, I think. Mm-hmm. But every single one of those has a position. And the positions are not when, arbitrary. When it's, when it's at rest. Yeah. And the positions are not arbitrary. The positions have been developed, evolved over time. Mm-hmm. Um, so the obvious one is sort of the place of pride like the front of the end table, the easiest to grab are the remotes that are used most frequently. So there you've got your TiVo remote and you've got your receiver remote uh, because, you know, I ended up using the receiver a lot. I use it basically every time I watch television. I do turn it off when it's not in use. Mm -hmm. So those two get that place. Next row back, uh, there is the actual television remote, which I rarely use, but has some buttons that that are not mapped to the TiVo remote. And the PlayStation remote. And those have to be in a particular order because the PlayStation remote can't be close to the arm of the sofa because then if someone like slides their elbow over the sofa or shoves something off the arm of the sofa and like it falls onto the end table like an inch down from there, Mm -hmm. the PlayStation remote is Bluetooth. And even though it doesn't have line of sight, it will turn on the PlayStation if something hits one of its buttons. Oh, disrupt your flow. So I have to put the IR remote closer to the couch. So if something comes off or you bump a button on the IR remote, it's not going to have any effect because it's pointed away from the television, which is important. They have orientations as well. And the PlayStation remote is after that. And then finally, the worst place is far away from the arm of the sofa. In the back row is the Apple TV remote. Mm -hmm. So that's five remotes. And I spend a surprising amount of my time gathering the five remotes from the various couches and mm-hmm. th- in the case of the Apple TV remote, it be between the couch cushions and putting them back on the end table in those positions, in that order, in that orientation. Because mm. when pretty much anybody else uses any of the remotes I to know. do anything I in know. that room, I know. they are not back where they're supposed to be. I wish I could have fun by taking the Mickey here. Right? I cannot tell you how hard I feel you. That is 100% not weird. Anybody who does not help you support that sustainable system for family sanity 
is history's worst monster. This is where I said maybe you're not the best person for me to balance these ideas you off. Are of I'll lost maybe number weird, two. Maybe I am not, in the same I am way. not the best person <laughs> to ask, but that's insane. Is that where the nail clippers go, buddy? Is that do we use the Japanese nail clippers because we've decided to make flex out of the glue sticks? I don't even know how to explain this to my shrink. Can you not do that? And if you do, could you please put that put the clippers back in the bathroom or in whatever the appointed place is? We either have no pairs of scissors or six pairs of scissors. And it, it makes me insane. And then but with the remotes, like wh- how much of my life, I'm sitting there, I'll be on my deathbed, and I wonder how much of my time was spent trying to find a remote because, because it just went somewhere. And I, I'm the one who's responsible. No, no, that is not weird at all. That is, that is so rational. It should cause everyone in your house physical pain. I mean, and you can ramp up from there. Like on that end table, there's other criteria, which is I know every item that should be on that end table. I can enumerate them and anything that's not them shouldn't be on that end table. Now, obviously you have kids, sister, all sorts of other stuff will end up on the end table. You mentioned nails, clippers, scissors, rolls of tape, cups that are not on coasters, uh, wrappers from food, school books, iPads. Why is know. there a first? Why is there a first generation Apple Pencil on my end table? Why? Why would that be there? Why? Now that's taking up space. Now I'm gonna have that is no longer a no look table. That used to be a no look table because I know where stuff goes. And yeah, that's where I put the remote. That's where I put my drink. Let me ask you this: what, Do you think there's is, is it crazy to think that when you sit down to dinner, that the fork and the knife and the spoon and the plate and the, that they're all going to be in mostly the same place each time? What if you sat down and the plate was on your chair and the fork was where your milk should be? Would, would that be sensible? And you couldn't find your glass. Can't even find your glass. Where is that? Oh, the glass. The sofa. Oh, I, I don't know. Is it my it's night to do the glass? The sofa. Yeah. No, no, we do that. We do that not because we're tightly wound, but we do that because you should be able to get a fork with your left hand without looking. It should be a no-look utensil. Talk about a remote, buddy? That's that's the ultimate no-look operation. That's what we've been yeah. talking, John, this is what we've been training for. It's just mm-hmm. realizing how much these should be no-look things, and that extends to the table. Please don't put things there. Yeah. No, let me no, just enumerate, totally just totally. for posterity, let me enumerate the things that are on that end table. Okay. You've got the you got the five remotes, you got mm-hmm. the thing that holds the coasters, it's like a little thing mm-hmm. you hang the coasters off Coaster caddy, now. coaster caddy. Yeah, you, got, uh, you have a box, a large box of tissue, because <laughs> often when you're on the couch, you might, you need tissue, right? Uh, <laughs> you and, and your you tissues. Have, we, have, we have like actual like cordless landline phones. There's one of the remote cordless landline phone. Thingies. That's so cute. It's Do you there. keep your cuneiform tablet there too? Yeah. No, we, we have, I think I mentioned this before, we have a phone that does not require power. So when the power goes out, we can still make phone calls. That's how old school <laughs> nice. our phone system is. <laughs> I'll help you pass remember, the time. remember those days when the I power sure goes out in your house? Yeah, and you absolutely. Still, try, try to explain that to a youngster. That uh, you can make a, a, you can make a landline phone call with no, because the phone system five volt thing that's powering your phone is yeah. different than losing power. Anyway, uh, that's what's on that end table. Uh, and that's all that should be on that end table. All right, so I spent a lot of time on that one. Okay. Um, this, the next one should be quicker. I do understand that this is weird. This is this is a threat model thing uh, that I always want you to bring up with Max, and you can bring it up. You can bring it up with me as well. Is this going to be about whether it goes in the door? Uh, well, that, that's true, but that's not. I don't think that's. I mean, people. Some people keep milk in the door. They shouldn't. It's the warmest place in the fridge. It will make it. So sorry. We should we should say it's the the four words you've typed here are milk in the fridge. Yeah, this is to remind me of what it is. I know I don't keep milk in the door, and you'll understand why in a second. So what I'm talking about is 
I I'm still a cereal eater. I I have cereal with milk almost every day. Um, and when I do that, I get the bowl cereal spoon, pour the cereal in the bowl, then I go to the fridge, get out the milk, bring it to the table, pour the milk into the cereal, close the milk, go back to the fridge, put the milk back in the fridge, close the door, then go back to the table, sit down and eat my cereal. Why do I do that? Because in my youth, in my youth, I did the thing that I think most people do, which is get the bowl of cereal, pour the, the cereal into it, go get the milk, pour the milk in the cereal, close the milk, put the cereal, put the milk down right in front of you, mm-hmm. and then sit there and eat your cereal with the milk mm. sitting three inches away from you. That, that's, that, that would be somebody who's not doing the arithmetic. If you do the arithmetic, that those those minutes are going to really add up. Yeah, especially if you forget about it or you wander oh, off and 100%. get distracted or you're the third person to come and eat breakfast and five people have been there before you. It would be like putting your phone on a urinal, like never put anything somewhere where it's not supposed to be for more than a second. And the reason I learned this lesson in my youth is I had the experience very often when I'd wake up at the butt crack of dawn for my too early high school and I would sit down groggily after five other people have been there and get my ball and my cereal and grab the milk that's already sitting on the counter for God knows how long pour it onto my cereal and take a big spoonful of that and the milk has gone over. And you only have to do that a couple times before that becomes a formative experience. And so I vowed in my adult life that would never happen to me mm-hmm. because I would be mindful of milk expiration dates and I would never, ever, 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 ever leave the milk sitting anywhere other than inside the refrigerator, not in the door with the door closed. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that I do. You're making good, well, no, come and on. I think if someone saw me do it, they'd be like, he goes all the way to the fridge, gets the milk, mm. brings it, pours it, and then and then brings it back. And especially people who don't like soggy cereal, because that's that's precious sog seconds that you're wasting there. You poured the milk. You should be begin eating immediately. I will, aha, uh-huh, but I have to put the milk back first. I mean, no, I, I I don't know. I mean, just like like in implementation, I could see how people would think it's odd, but it's part of the bigger pattern on how to be a good person. I mean, it's just, I need, okay. It, it like, might be overkill. And the reason I bring up the threat uh, model thing yeah. like, is, you know, you've got a bunch of germaphobes on a bunch of your other podcasts. I do. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and in particular, I told you the next time Max brings this up that his model of what the threat is, is wrong. He thinks the threat is bad things get inside me and I need to stop all bad things from getting inside of me. But the human immune system doesn't work that way. The human mm-hmm. immune system needs to be challenged by bad mm-hmm. things. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you will be mm-hmm. worse off than if you didn't challenge it. So the goal is not... Do not let any bad things in. The goal is let the correct amount of bad things in to build a robust immune system. In the same way, the threat model of the milk may be just don't ever leave it out. You don't need to put it back in their fridge immediately. And the temperature fluctuations in the fridge are probably an issue. But I, I feel like this is sort of, I don't know. I think the amount of sour milk I need in my life is zero. Mm-hmm. Unlike the amount of bacteria well, I need to enter so my body. Especially when so work is involved in keeping sour milk out of your life or in, in minimizing I mean, the chance I mean, of sourness. Yeah. And I think the threat model is correct. Like there is not, I don't need to have a little bit of sourness to protect me from future sourness. Oh, I, need none. I see your point. Yep, it yep, is yep. not beneficial in any way. There is no part of my, mm-hmm. my bodily system that requires sour milk nope. at any point. Not, so not useful. I, not useful. Right. So I feel like doing overkill there is not weakening my sour nope. milk immune system in any way. And, Sorry, buddy. You're over two. Total sense. And, and here's the thing. When I was a kid, like every little kid, uh, I imagine, now maybe this is just a weird thing I do. I would like to pretend, I would say to myself, what if I got chased by a Dracula right now? What would I do? And would I be able to escape a Dracula? Now, it's difficult to escape a Dracula because they've been resting all day. And they're, they're full of energy and they want to they get the blood out of your neck. They right? can change it to a bat and outfly you, right? They can, they can, they're basically, yes, they're like a duck boat. 
a duck boat bat. They can, they can turn into whatever they need to to, to just basically ca- cause you a lot of harm. And so you ask yourself, how do I escape the Dracula? Well, when you're a little kid, I think you you think about all the different ways you might try to trick it or throw a mirror or garlic or something like that. But you know, as I got older and thought about it into my 40s, I would think if I had to escape a Dracula right now, I can tell you one thing that would just not even, this is table stakes, right? You ready for table stakes? Don't spread out. Right. Unless you, I mean, like, you know, like when you're in college, you go to the library and you spread out, you take everything out of your bag. You just, oh, you know, piggledy piggledy. Everything goes everywhere. Cause certainly a Dracula is not going to get me in the library. This is all fine. I have taken whoa, whoa, this. Whoa, 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 what? Whoa, whoa. what? Why do you need to flee Dracula with your things? My point is, <laughs> my point is act like you are going to be attacked in life by a Dracula and you but will make better But also need to decisions. bring your things with you. But your stuff is good. Uh, but it's Dracula. If it was a legitimate, according to Hoyle, if you were le- legitimately Dracula, yes, you should probably <laughs> just turn tail and run. What I'm trying to say to you, John Syracuse, and this is why I say, you know, you don't pull on Superman's cape, you don't spit into the wind, and you don't put your iPhone on a urinal. That's not where it goes. There's no reason to put your phone on a urinal. I'm sorry, I'm getting angry now. And in this instance, there's no need. If you put the milk down outside of the refrigerator... What in what world do you imagine the, for all time? Well, never put anything where it's not supposed to be forever. This is day one GTD, right? Day one GTD. If it's if something in your life is not where it needs to be forever, it's you're not done with it yet. I'm such a pill about this, by the way. It brought up another milk related product, as a matter of fact. Sometimes we have company over and then we have dessert after a meal, right? Sure. Uh, let's say this dessert is pie. And then you ask, does anyone want ice cream with their pie? Of course, they do. Bring out the ice cream. People want ice cream with their pie. You, you're cutting slices of pie. You're yes. saying, do you want ice cream? You're putting the scoop, so on and so forth. Put the, put the microwave for 15 everyone, seconds. <laughs> as soon as everyone has their <laughs> slices of pie, I put the lid on the ice cream. I put it back in the freezer. Because if you leave the ice cream on the table, <laughs> it melts. You never get that back. And I don't like melted ice cream. No, 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 and you no. can't And you can't melt it and refreeze it. If you melt it and refreeze, you get the big ice crystals. It's bad. No, 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 it, it, no, 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 no. Now you got a, f- a flavored carton of milk in the freezer, and that's not where milk yeah. belongs, and it shouldn't be and, milk, it's ice cream. And I'm sure, uh, I have had this experience, <sighs> and I'm sure you have too, where you're yeah. over somebody else's house, and they're having dessert, and they take out the pie and the ice cream, and they give everyone a slice of pie, and everyone gets ice cream who wants it. Yeah. And then the ice cream just sits in the table, and oh. I'm there, yeah. eyeballing the ice cream out of the corner of my eye for the next <laughs> 45 minutes going, so uh, so we're just going to... Can I help? So this ice cream's Can just going to be... Can up, please? It's going to be on the... like um, you know, We're not gonna even at the stage cleaning up. It's just a leisurely no, 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 dessert. No, I'm Everyone's saying sipping you're doing their a, coffee doing a, and eating doing their a pie. And, you're doing a Griswold. Can I help yeah, you with that, please? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, it's just like just and it's like they were not even at the phase where anyone's helping anybody anything no everyone is still sitting at the table and right. conversing and having a conversation and some percentage of my brain is dedicated to thinking about exactly how melty that ice cream is it's a brand new half gallon that uh, just opened it we took two scoops out of it it's been on the table for 45 minutes i can't take it nope nope sorry oh for two next one you should do something now because I don't want to go through my whole list. Okay. Um, I have one. I got two that I like here. One is very weird and one is less weird. One that's less weird, I think, but I still think it's a weird. Um, perhaps unsurprisingly, this is going to seem right up my alley, I guess. Um, for reasons I don't completely understand, <laughs> don't laugh me out of the room. I have a thing. I have this thing about doing stuff in a certain order. Oh, wait, sorry. Did I mention this in the previous weeks? So just so you know, and so our listeners know, I went through a ton of these and I threw out everything that felt strictly like a superstition or a weird compulsion. 
Now, I'm not saying oh, 100% here, but I would have a lot more of these. But when I got to the heart of it, a lot of the ones I came up with came down to nothing more than a superstition or a compulsion. Why did you throw, why did you throw those out? Because there's I too many think, of them? <laughs> I think it's more, interesting, it's more interesting to explore the one where I think it's rational. All right. Okay. Um, but, but no, I'd be happy to, if you want to list the superstitions and compulsions, con gusto. Well, I mean, I think you're right that it does fall into the category of like, if you know it's a superstition, you know it's silly. So it's, you know, it's probably a weird thing. Right? You know, this one, I, this one falls into this rational twilight because I want to say do things in order, not like watching a TV show. Like, why would anybody do that? But let's talk about chores. And what I've written down here is the gamification of chores. And so uh, we have... Uh, we have a, a garage slash basement. It's functionally a basement. And we live on an above ground floor. It's not a basement if it's above ground. Just FYI. <clears throat> we have a house. And there are endless numbers of things that I need to do. And I mean, just jump in at any point on this Escher drawing. There's, there's, there's cat litter, cat litter being taken out. There's cat litter being brought up. There's garbage. There's recycling. There's compost. There's picking up paper supplies from the garage and bringing it upstairs. But I want to, minim- I want to minimize the number of 13 to 26 steps that I have to add to my journey each time, right? By trying to do it in the most economical way possible. Another way to put it, you know the problem where you got the you got the ch- the chicken the grain and the uh, uh, what a wolf fox fox chicken grain and fox I play a game of chicken grain and fox title I play a game of chicken grain and fox involving the most optimal through line for completing a series of chores with a minimum of steps and I think I walk right up to the line of crazy but not too far all the way down to will I be able to make it through the kill zone and out the front door while I'm carrying this Ikea, the Fructa bag of recycling, knowing that on the way down, I'm going to need to grab these boxes. Can I hold those boxes? Now I sound like Howard Hughes. Can I hold those boxes in my right hand while I hold the Fructa bag in my left hand and get through the kill zone, pass the children's shoes and manipulate the inward opening door to take me down 13 more steps? Now I also have to handle the remote. Aha, have I accounted for the remote to open the, the, the door? Maybe, maybe not. Okay, well, if you think it through, there's an optimal way to a through line that goes through all of those chore tasks and that will involve a minimal number of duplicate efforts and a kind of very satisfying aesthetic pleasure at having done a job well. And I wonder if other people, there are certainly people who are lazy, understandably, like I am. There are people who are lazy who will do that because they're lazy and don't want to have to expend effort. Fair enough, I have that. But it's mostly, I say gamification because for me, I just want high score at chores. I want to do it very, very efficiently. And I like to really think it through in the same way that like uh, you might go to like a hardware store, do errands with, uh, with like, uh, in my case, like my uncle on the weekends. You want to minimize the amount of, you know, uh, the tacking that you do in, in the drive that you do. You get your right turns, minimize the left turns. That's me with chores. I like to do chores in an elegant order. So let me score this on, on weirdness. I think... Uh well, first, there, there is a mild uh, uh, threat model threat model angle on this, and you already touched on it, which is that you're optimizing for uh, fewer trips up and down the stairs, but at a certain point in your life, more steps per day is better than fewer, so you're probably not optimizing for the right thing. On the other hand, there is the kill zone where you may fall and break a hip eventually. On the other, mm-hmm. other hand, you're saving time, so I think it is overall beneficial. Now, I think any 
any sort of task that people do repeatedly, mm-hmm. taking out the garbage, doing the dishes, doing laundry, you know, making dinner, whatever. Inevitably, everybody has some amount of optimization they do because if you do something, uh, do something in a routine way, whatever your threshold is for annoyance, at repetition, or inefficiency, you will quickly, you know, get to that threshold because you won't keep doing something that you feel is inefficient. Right. You will after the first week or two or whatever. Minimize you will come steps, up with minimize a way. waste, right. like the kind of finding efficiencies in what you're doing. That yeah. said, I think in the process of doing that. A, you, you, you have whatever your line is, your line may be actually pretty far out. So you, you might be dissatisfied until you've, you've made it very efficient. And then B, in your attempt to reach your very distant line of efficiency, you may end up doing some really weird stuff. So that if someone saw you and you were like hopping on one foot and wearing mm-hmm. like a raincoat upside down mm-hmm. with a hose in your mouth, because you're like, this mm-hmm. is the most efficient way to do it because of some weird reason that you've come up with, that would be the weird right. thing. So okay. I think so no, doing no it, no raincoat. Yeah, doing it in order and having a system mm-hmm. is probably not that weird. But the things that you do to pursue your efficiency could be weird. I didn't hear anything in there that sounded particularly weird. Maybe you might look a little bit strange if uh and, you know, if you're going down the steps with the bag and something under yeah. the armor, but it sounds like if someone saw you doing it, it would just look like you aren't overwhelmed or harried that you have enough hands well and this is why it's interesting to me in, in falling in by my own criteria for for myself on this trying to find that that spot between compulsion <laughs> it sounds like that old snl commercial with phil hartman Tr- trying to find that line between like superstition and compulsion because part of it is based on outcome desired desired outcomes and aesthetic value like let's take an easy one here like uh how how will I eventually lose my mind? Well, I don't know as I sit here right now, but my sense is I might eventually lose my mind in this way similar to how you will certainly use your mind, lose your mind, which is in trying to help a child understand the benefits of doing things a certain way, right? So when you come home, it really makes a lot of sense after you wash your hands, it really makes a lot of sense for you to go ahead and plug in your phone right now. It really makes a lot of sense for you to put your muni card always back in the same pocket. So in the morning, you don't have to look for it. V's I don't have to look for it, right? The way that I will lose my mind is with that kind of no-brainer stuff. If you have homework to do today, you need to take it to school with you. How will you remember to take it to school? It goes into the binder that goes in the backpack. How will it go into the binder that goes into the backpack? When you're done with it, the day before, you put it in the binder that goes in the backpack, you put that by the door with your mini card and all the things, right? That to me is like, it's like, it would be like somebody saying to me, like, uh, like dad, why would I breathe? It's like, th- there's something so incredibly sensible about that. So is that compulsion? Maybe. Maybe not. Um, as far as the 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 other angle, though, the um, the superstition and compulsion part, though, is that my outcome is not strictly just efficiency. It's also aesthetics. It's also that ability. Uh, I'm not going to be doing my fancy gymnast walk, and it may not look very pretty when I'm doing it, but I love the idea of not getting down to the garage and going, ah, dang it, I forgot. I also meant to bring down this one Amazon box. And then I get back up and I go, oh, geez, I forgot we need paper towels. It's, um, yeah. So not too weird, but it's kind of, it threads the needle. Yeah. I feel, speaking of you losing your mind, the end game of this, you mentioned like uh, the bad feeling of when you realize you, you have a wasted trip or you forgot to bring a thing that you need or you, ha- you know, like that. That's oh, yeah, or, no, or now I have to cancel stuff to bring homework to school. That's, that's no good. Right. Well, that's, that's the more extreme. I understand like the, the simple thing of you, you just having a system for bringing stuff down your flights of stairs right, and right, it's right, frustrating right. when you forget a thing. 
Uh, I'm sure you've done this and I'm sure, and I've certainly done it. And I think this only increases. And this is like the sort of the end game of that thing, which is you get down there with your stuff or you, 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 you arrive in the garage and you do one of these. What did I come here for? Again? Oh, I know. That's, that's so much worse than saying that you're I, like, I knew I forgot to bring the thing down with me. Like oh, I almost I did it. that. I almost did that. Uh, speaking of bringing things to school. I've had occasion to bring my daughter's lunch to her school several times recently because she forgot. Oh, there was a period last year when I was essentially a ukulele delivery service. Yeah, because you just always forget at home, right? And so we we were working on this. But one of the times that I did that, I'm I'm in a rush because I got to get to my work and do all the things and so on and so forth. And I rush out to the car and unlock it and get in the car and sit down. Without the lunch, oh, I didn't. No. I didn't drive away without it. The, but sy- I lose, the system I lost is precious not minutes. I lost precious minutes. I had to go back to the house and unlock the door and go and get the lunch and go back to the car. That's that's precious minutes that I can't afford in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but the worst case is that eventually you get there. I'll sit in the car and I'll be like, "Why did I get in this car again?" And we're not that old yet, but no. I mean, I no, feel like no, we'll no. Get but there. it's no, it's starting to happen. Um, the phrase, uh, the name is the doorway effect. What did I I come here for? What is it? This is a phenomenon where something about walking, there's something about literally walking through a doorway. There's something about going through a doorway into another room that will, that can lead to this happening to you. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of uh, school related things, I am on now, Wednesday will be day three of me attempting attempting to get my children (laughs) to turn in a form that I personally put into the places, like I made sure they brought oh it with them on God. Monday. I said, bring, hand in this form on Monday. While they're <sighs> at school on Monday, I texted both of them, don't forget to hand in the form. Of course, because they're, because both of their schools are in cell phone dead zones, which is drives me insane. They have Wi-Fi, but they won't give the parents the password. So when you're at their school, you can't get anything. Well, if you get them on the Wi-Fi, but the Wi-Fi is spotty, now you can't even see them on Find My no, Friends, I, believe me. I can't, I can't, they can't get on the Wi-Fi, neither can I, because we don't have the password. <sighs> anyway, God. I text them to remind them, and they get the text when they're on, like, the bus ride home, and they go, oh, I forgot. Day two, same thing. Remind in the morning, they take uh, it with them, hand in the forms. Today was day two. They came home, didn't hand it in. Have you tried uh, a timed or geofence reminder? I feel like I need to go into the school with them mm-hmm. and then take the thing out of the... Anyway, day three, tomorrow is a holiday, so no school. I think you should do the equivalent. You should say somebody. You're, you should say to somebody, I want to hire you to do a singing telegram. Um, but but yeah. it's not actually, unless the singing is, hey, don't forget to turn in your form. Wednesday. So, and the lunch, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, the first time I had to drop off the lunch, yeah. I was like, you, you know, I figured I would go into the office and, and tell them this is, this is who I am, this is my daughter, this is her lunch, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I get into the office, I begin my spiel, and the nice lady in the office says, lunch over there. Like, it's such a common thing that happens that there's a system for it. Uh, Specifically dedicated. Should school, that right? comfort me? Because it doesn't. Comfort it doesn't. Me. You go to the table and you see all the other lunches lined up and a form and like there's it a be, system. It might as well be like a pile of left arms. Like, <laughs> that that's like, not, does not give me any consolation to know that all of these children are broken. I feel, I feel like this should affect the curriculum. There should be like an it elective. It should be above the curriculum, <laughs> John. This is the curriculum. The curriculum is take care of your stuff. It's not complicated. And then it's my, you know, it's my fault. It's going to be your fault. It's going to be my fault. That's the thing. It's going to be your fault. The lunch your father woke up at 5.30 a.m. to make you fresh that morning. So we didn't make it the night before. So you have a fresh sandwich. You don't complain that the sandwich tasted, quote unquote, old. Old. That lunch, that's the one you're forgetting at home. Jiminy Christmas, John. 
Can I do one more? Yes. And then uh, we'll, uh, oh, I think we should go back. So I have homework to go. I got to take uh, arms off my chair. I got to learn how my TV, 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 TV is broken. And I'm going to try and come up with some more of these. This one's short. Uh, I finally announced this to my wife yesterday that I, I think I've got The Shining a little bit. And I wanted to tell her about it. Because there's a thing that I do. This is going to sound very similar to the way John Roderick thinks his passport can call out to him. There is a feeling that I have, and I think this is based in some kind of rationality. It's a very small bit of rationality. But when something is missing in the house, I try to enter into a state of mind where my brain, when I say listen for it, I want to open my heart and open my mind and and wide open third eye, and I allow the lost object to speak to me from inside the house. It's often a brush. It could be homework. It could be a, a, a lunch. It's now, now it tastes old. But I will say to myself, and I'll do this thing. I'll start walking. You see what I'm doing with my arms here? I'm doing this kind of like a little bit like a, like, a, like a train, the arms of a train to turn the wheels. I'm kind of doing this. And I'm nodding and I'm walking and I go in the hallway and I say, blue brush, blue brush. And I try to, I try to focus on energy. Does a brush have energy? I mean, static, but I'm focusing on, I know I've seen the brush. It could be, where did I see it? And I start doing this thing where suddenly I go into my mind palace and I think, oh, we can't find the garage remote. That's because my kid was in the yard yesterday, which means she took the remote. She probably put it in her blue uh, 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 kid crate messenger bag she made. So it's probably down there with scissors and a pocket knife and maybe a pencil that would have been left outside. But if it was outside... And I, 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 my mind palace opens up, and now I'm very open to the idea that the brush or, or the remote or the scissors will, will, will quote-unquote speak to me. And the reason I say I think this might be rational is that when I enter into a certain state of mind about this, maybe it's slightly relaxed, maybe it's completely insane, I feel like it makes me more able to logically, reasonably see where it might have gone. See also mind palace. But let's be honest, I'm also kind of waiting for it to say, hey, buddy, over here. That's actually a lot like your other one in that I think uh, sort of clearing your mind and retracing your steps Mm -hmm. or like to try to find a lost item is a very normal thing that everybody does. But in the implementation of that, you walking around the house with the choo-choo arms saying blue brush, that's weird. That's the weird part. It's, it's not un- the part no, it's that not you're... weird. It's unusual. It's unusual. Yeah, not like everybody. Not everybody has the shining. Like I if do. you, if you, is, this, is it the shine or the shining? I know the book is the shining. But oh. I believe the power is called the shine. I don't. I don't. I'm not up. I have read the book a long time ago. So forgive me. I, th- I think it's the way the way Scatman says it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think the put it this way. Yeah. I, I think you know that that's weird. In that, if you had house it's guests, it's that you weren't that familiar with, and you were yeah. trying to find the blue brush, you yeah. wouldn't do choo choo blue brush blue brush. You well, choo choo blue brush. Now they got the brush back. Boom. Who's got choo choo arms now? Mm-hmm. You want the scissors? I'll tell you where the scissors are. The scissors would have been left by the table, and the glue stick that we're cutting up with nail clippers. It's behind the couch. Boom. Yeah. Found it. There it is, blue brush, choo-choo arms. Yeah, yeah I think it's unusual. I think it's that, unusual. It's not weird, but it is unusual. I think in execution, the details <laughs> of that one uh, are are a little bit odd, um, and I think you know that, which is why you probably wouldn't go through all of the mm. motions in mixed company. 
You wouldn't, you wouldn't do the movements to, from the OA. Well, no, I would. I would. I do a lot cognitively with my arms. I've got my fancy gymnast dance that I do, mm-hmm. as, as we've stipulated. Um, well, also, that's also how I do my got that, got that. When I do my finger guns, you see me doing finger mm-hmm. guns here, and I'm doing this, and I go, got that, got that. And that's me working through the stack of things that I need to be accomplishing. Like at the, like, so so my, my lady will have gone to the bedroom to read or watch Succession, right? And my, my kid and I are watching a couple YouTube videos for bed. I do a sweep. I sweep through the master bedroom. I want to make sure I, I didn't leave anything in here. Things that need to be charged should be charged. If there's a glass, if there's a cup, if there's a pair of eyeglasses, whatever it is. And so I walk around, and then I start, it starts out as choo-choo arms and turns into finger guns. And then I say, got that, got that, got that, got that. And that is when I'm able to work through that stack and I, I, I surveil uh, the entire perimeter horizontally, look at all the surfaces, eye level and down. Is there anything that I'm missing? And I'll find stuff. I'll catch stuff. I could catch it. I don't know if it's going to be a blue brush with choo-choo arms, but I might very well go, oh, you know, I should take out that, uh, that bag of trash. It's not weird, but it's unusual. No, you got a lot of ticks. I mean. Well, I got a lot of gifts. Yeah, stipulated that you've got a, you got a lot of you got a, a lot of ticks. you make a lot of sounds. You do a lot of motions. There's a lot. There's a lot going on no, no. externally. No, no, that other people would mostly be happening internally. I think a lot of people do that sweep before bedtime, but mm. with not as much noise and motion. 